Hello and welcome to yet another episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. This is your host, Dan Hansen, and today we're going to be talking about Stephen King's book on writing. So I realize most of you are probably not aspiring novelists, but I thought there was a lot of good stuff in this book. So even if you just want to improve your writing for your blog or for your reports for work or just even emails or whatever, a lot of good stuff in here. And uh, he has a lot of stuff on how to become a professional author, which I think you could apply to really any goal you may have. So let's dive in here. Uh, Number one, don't try to extend your vocabulary while you're writing. Uh, just if you have a small vocabulary, that's fine. Go to war with the army you have. Uh, if you try to use big words to sound smart, it's going to have the opposite effect. It's, it, it's going to sound awkward and make you look kind of stupid. It's like if you're overweight, you shouldn't try to fit into a pair of skinny jeans. Uh, it's a bad look. But if you do want to improve your vocabulary, the best way to do it is to just read more books. Uh, number two, Short sentences are awesome. Uh, You just need two words to have a complete sentence, a noun and a verb. So rocks explode, mountains float. And you can use short sentences to kind of punctuate, to to mix up your writing. So don't be afraid to use them. Uh, Number three, don't use passive voice. I'll give you an example. John was thrown across the room by the explosion. That's passive. Active would be the explosion threw John across the room. What's the difference? Well, in the first sentence, John is the subject and the, he's being thrown. The, he's being acted upon by an outside force. Whereas in the second sentence, the explosion threw John across the room. Well, now the explosion is the subject and it's doing the action. Or to give you an example, perhaps a little more applicable to your daily life, don't say the meeting will be held at seven. Say the meeting's at seven. Uh, and the idea is... When you use an active voice, it just sounds more assertive. It sounds more confident. Um, I'm pretty sure my English teacher in high school tried to explain this to me, and it was just one ear out the other. But when I hear it from Stephen King, there's a little more weight to it. So I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to use an active voice when I write. Uh, Number four, the adverb is not your friend. I've heard Bob Dylan say this too about adverbs. He hates adverbs. So adverbs are words that end in L-Y. Like, for example, uh, he slammed the door quickly. Well, is there another way to slam the door? Is quickly really necessary? And the reason why Stephen King hates adverbs so much is that as long as you've properly developed the context and the relationship between your characters you don't really need them. So uh, for example, let's say a mother walks into the room and she's like, who made this mess? And you have Billy. Uh, I did, Billy said sheepishly, or I did, Billy said defiantly. Well, if Billy is kind of a shy, weaselly, wormy character, then you don't really need the sheepishly part. You already know he's replying, I did kind of sheepishly. Whereas if Billy's this firebrand, then you know he's being defiant and unapologetic about it. So as long as you've developed the characters and the relationships, you don't need uh, the adverbs. So you should quickly drop the adverbs. Boom, boom, Oh, what else? Okay, I love this part. So Stephen King's basic belief about writing stories is that they pretty much write themselves. Uh, You hear songwriters talk about this. Uh, He says that plotting and the spontaneity of real creation aren't compatible. Um, You know, Let It Be by Paul McCartney 
he was just on his piano just singing about a tuna sandwich and then he just of course changed the lyrics later or was that mother mary was that my no, that's the same song. Mother Mary comes to me. Okay. Anyway, uh, or George R. R. Martin, the author of Game of Thrones, he talks about how he's 10% architect and 90% gardener. So an architect is someone who plots everything out in advance real strictly. And a gardener is someone who just kind of plants the seeds and then let the characters do their own thing. And the cool thing about that is like these characters, like real living, breathing people inside of these authors' heads. And Martin talked about how he was supposed to have Caitlin Stark stay in Winterfell, but the character inside his head, Caitlin Stark, had to go to King's Landing, and he let the character do what she wanted to do. And so the way I would apply that in your real life, perhaps, is kind of like Bruce Lee, be like water. Um, don't be so rigid. You know, kind of kind of go with the flow and take opportunities as they come along, man. Uh, let's see. I include this one just because I, I love this line. Uh, so use similes. For example... He lit a cigarette that tasted like a plumber's handkerchief. Doesn't that just give you like this visceral physical reaction? And it's just from words. It's from words on a page. That's the sign of of good writing. I need to use more similes. I am like a man who does not use similes. Uh, Next up, uh, here's where he gets into how to become an author. And again, you could really change this to whatever you want to do. So he says to read more books. So he reads 70 to 80 books a year. He listens to books on tape. Uh, he brings books with him in the car. So if he's stuck by a train, he can read. Or to the movies. So when he's waiting in line, he can read. Or at the dentist's office, etc. And it doesn't have to be reading books. It could be whatever you want to do. Just fill all the little... So Seinfeld says his comedy is... Seinfeld says his comedy takes place in the moments between moments that people talk about. So in those moments, you can find time to be productive, in other words. Uh, And I love this line, too. Stephen King says, Reading takes time, and the glass teat takes too much of it. So he's, of course, referring to TV, because he wrote this uh, before time. Uh, But nowadays, he would refer to uh, smartphones. And so... You know, don't tell me you don't have time to do what you want to do if you're spending four hours a day on your smartphone. Prioritize. Uh, let's see. I keep saying let's see because I have such a, such a good vocabulary. Okay, so he says the only thing you need to do to be an author is to have a door which you are willing to shut. And so he talks about setting short-term goals. So if you're an author, your long-term goal is to write a book. Stephen King breaks it up. So every day he has to write 2,000 words. And that door stays closed until his goal is met. So sometimes he's out of there by 1130 in the morning. Other times he has to eat his lunch and his dinner at his desk. But he doesn't, except for the most dire of circumstances, he doesn't let himself walk away until his daily goal is met. And whatever you want to do, whether it's like the CFA program or... You have some physical goal or whatever you're trying to accomplish. Uh, You have a long-term goal, break it up into short-term goals and hit your short-term goals. Um, Fitting into that is uh, setting into a schedule. Your job is to make sure that the muse knows where you're going to be every day from 9 till noon or 7 till 3. And 
I know I've been able to apply this. So I don't naturally love reading 10Ks and 10Qs. I'm not like Warren Buffett where I think it's like reading Playboy or whatever. Just to show you how old Warren Buffett is, he still refers to, to Playboy as a thing. Um, so what I started doing is first thing in the morning, I'd roll over and I'd grab my iPad and I'd start reading a 10K. I do it for an hour, five days a week, and I make it interesting by picking companies I'm interested in. I highlight, I bookmark, I write in notes in the margin. I do episodes on some of those things. And it just, it's a way to keep me engaged. And I, when I, my, I have my hour goal. So if I finish one before, I, I go on to a new one. If, uh, you know, I don't finish in time, I'll just finish it later. But, you know, an hour every day. And like the more you make it a habit, just the easier it is to do. And if you're doing it at the same time every day, the easier it is to do. And if you're doing it first thing in the morning, the easier it is to do, no matter what it is, whether it's going for a jog or having breakfast with your kids, whatever the case may be. All right. Uh, there's only a couple more. So I thought this one was interesting. So after you finish your first draft, he likes to just let the book rest for a minimum of six weeks. And he just doesn't look at it, just sits in the drawer or whatever. And he says he does that. So when he looks at it, he's looking at it with fresh eyes. And that's interesting because I know when you first create something, all you can see is the mistakes and how shitty it is. Um, and what I would say is don't let something being shitty stop you from doing it. Like me with this podcast, like, you're going to suck. Like if you pick up the guitar, you're going to suck at it. Like no one just, Jimi Hendrix didn't pick up the guitar and all of a sudden he was playing like, you know, Purple Haze or whatever. Like it took him years of practice to get to the point where you could hear him. So no matter what you try to do, you're going to suck uh, at first. And then, you know, you'll get better in time. And if you, everything you make, you think sucks, it probably just means that, you're being critical of yourself, which can be a good thing because if you have the opposite problem where you think everything you do is amazing, chances are what you're doing actually does suck. Whereas if you think everything you do sucks, chances are, well, no, you just have an editorial process. You just have a judgment about what you create or you can just really suck as the case may be. And the final thing, and it goes into the editorial process is the second draft equals the first draft minus 10%. Uh, there's a quote in another book I like called Rework, which is editors cut good scenes to make great movies. And I love that line. You could apply it to books. You could apply it uh, to this show. I mean, I'm doing more episodes this year. I'm sure you've noticed the quality has gone down. Uh, if you want the quality of something to go up, then cut from it. If you want great, then cut good. If you want a portfolio of great companies, then don't buy good companies. It's as simple as that. All right. Well, uh, like I said, it's been a great book. Um, there's parts of it I'm going to definitely reread. And uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been Dan Hansen with How Not to Suck at the Stocks. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye-bye.